and welcoming Kun de Court uh, still in Madrid after a really epic Vuelta Kun. Yes, I've never really been able to have a look at Madrid. Um, been been here many times, either taking flights or finishing the Vuelta here. But uh, now I have a chance to stay here with uh, with Caitlin, with my wife, for for an extra day, have a little bit of a look around, and also just a little bit of a relax um, ahead of what's what's coming after this. Can you tell me about uh, your three weeks? In Spain, um, I guess everyone knows, but you were there with Trek Fredo, support supporting Alberto Contador, who it was his last race before retirement, and he's on home roads. How was the experience? Well, it was it was quite uh, incredible. Um, to be honest, it was a little bit of a roller coaster, especially in the beginning with uh, Alberto. Uh, one of the first stages, losing a lot of time uh, because he was uh, he was just feeling sick that day. So yeah, it was, it was that was a little bit of a of a hard moment we had, but after that it was um, he was feeling really good and uh, he, he always wanted to attack and the, the support from the people on the road was just really incredible. The amount of people we had at the bus every morning and after the finish and uh, and the people on the, on the side of the road, the big banners uh, thanking Alberto. It was really um, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. How was it working through those three weeks, I guess, when the goalposts change, as you said, maybe when overall became less of an objective and stages did? How did you communicate that um, together over the course of the race? Yeah, it, obviously, um, in, the, in the tour, he was hoping to have a little bit better shape than what he had. Um, then uh, in the Vuelta, we, we all had a chat beforehand and he said he was in really good shape and he was he was uh, getting really good numbers on his power meter and um, he was he was sure that he was going to be really good, and and obviously in the third stage already he lost a lot of time. So um, yeah, he he said to us like uh, I just had a bad day, and please still believe in me, and uh, and um, then I'm sure that uh, I will get over this, and and there's still a chance to uh, to finish uh, on or near the podium, and we can still win stages. So please keep supporting me, and um, yeah, luckily uh, luckily we did. So he uh, he definitely was still uh, in a in a really good shape, and he showed it to us to us all uh, later on. And you now working with him, he's, it, it's it's nice to work with and for him because he he always really wants to attack. So you know it's 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 always good fun to make a tactic when you know you, you want to attack the bunch or surprise someone. It's, it's, uh, it's a nice way of racing. I was following you, of course, through the Vuelta, and one thing that really struck me is you seem to have a lot of fun and, and really take pride in racing with Contador. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think the, the whole atmosphere in the team was, was really, really good. Uh, I think it, uh, it couldn't have been uh, better, and um, even Alberto also commented on it, saying that, it was uh, one of the most fun he's ever had in a bike race and, and that in his last one. So uh, I think we had a really well-balanced group with, uh, with riders all having their clear role on the team and uh, they were all enjoying doing what they were doing. And, uh, and the same for me. If, when things are going well with the team and, and your leader is getting results and you know, there's, there's a good group of guys together that you, you would consider calling your friends, uh, then... Yeah, it, it it works it works really well, and you know, obviously being there in Alberta's last race and seeing how many people just well, you can say love him and definitely admire him. Um, yeah, it's it's 
it's obviously an honour to be there and, and help them out. We've seen you lead out guys like Marcel Kittle and John Degenkolb, but there are a couple of points throughout the Vuelta where it looked like you were leading out Alberto Contador. Is that something you'd like to do in the mountains from here on in, or are you happy going back to bunch sprints from next season? Um, yeah, uh, actually, I did enjoy this. Um, uh, the, the bunch sprints, that's still more of my kind of thing. I really enjoy having the, you know, the, the, the really high speed and and uh, pushing for wheels and that sort of stuff that uh, that, that definitely doesn't happen with Alberto uh, on my wheel and he uh, he doesn't really like it if anyone gets close to him so I, I have to really think about when he follows me or a sprinter follows me through the bunch there's I have to have much bigger gaps to go through for for Alberto to follow me than than it would have been for for Marcel or or John but. It is still something that I really enjoy doing, and um, if if there is a GC rider on the team, um, I guess maybe next year for Balka Molema, I would be more than happy to do it for him too. Now, I didn't realise you and Contador have actually raced together on the same team uh, before, single season with Astana in 2006. Did you know each other yeah, then? We actually also raced at Liberty Seguros two years together. So there you it's go. It's been three years already, uh, so this is already the fourth season together. Do you so, research, um, Sophie? How yeah. <laughs> how is that compared to then till now? Oh, that's Caitlin in the background. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Miss yeah. Adelaide-born Mrs. Kundakord. Yeah, exactly. She, um, she, she can be pretty loud, laughing in the background. <laughs> Back to the question, Kun. <laughs> yes. On the multiple occasions that you've raced with Contador, how was uh, now compared to then? A long time ago, and we were both uh, young riders on a on a team with big stars. And um, I knew him already from before. We should have got the same age, so I raced against him under 23, and and I knew that he was a big talent. But uh, obviously, back in the, these days, I, I didn't know that he was going to become the, the big legend. Um, we had some more uh, big talents, especially also with Liberty Seguros on the team with uh, Luis Leon Sanchez and. Uh, and Jose Joaquin Rojas, who are now still you know, accomplished professionals. So um, he was just one of the other big talents that was on the on the team. And um, I enjoyed racing with him then. He was always a nice guy to me. And, and he was definitely someone that you could see would become a really good rider. But uh, yeah, now racing back with him, he you know, he's basically won everything that he wanted to win. So... Um, yeah, then uh, then there was a little bit of uh, of a change in in perspective, um, but but it was really really cool to come back and race with him and sort of you know both in our new new roles. The Vuelta was uh, Contador's last race. He's he's retired. The fanfare certainly, or especially in Madrid, by social media and reports looked incredible. We can see you guys taking photos and video on the bus, and it was like you were lead singers at a rock concert. People on Twitter, yeah. though, or social media, have very strong opinions on him and how he should re- be remembered, um, sort of looking at his previous doping sanctions and his results. How do you think he should be remembered? Is it fair that he's remembered as a, a true champion of the sport? I I think he's definitely uh, a true champion of the sport. And, uh, I mean, uh, he, he has had a, a doping suspension and uh, he has tested positive. I mean, that's... What, what to me still isn't 100% clear is that he really willingly took doping. I mean, it, it is 
a very very small amount of of, uh, of some sort. It's not like uh, he's been uh, convicted or whatever for for taking EPO or blood bags or anything like that. So in in my mind, he's definitely a, a big champion and. Uh, Yes, it is. This is really unfortunate for for his career that uh, they took away these Grand Tour victories for a, a tiny bit of amount of something strange that could have definitely been in in the meat that he ate. Um, that, as far as I understood, also been uh, said in when when the appeal was uh, was done. Um, so I, I'm not um, I'm not exactly sure about all the ins and outs of uh, of the case, but I I definitely think that he's just a really big champion and. Um, yeah, I have no no doubt that he is uh, he has raced uh, clean and, and especially I mean now I've been close to him this year. I, I really have no reason to doubt any of his performances. And a couple more questions before we let you go in and enjoy Madrid. Have some well earned uh, time off. Second Grand Tour of the season, or third Grand Tour of the season, but the second one that Team Sky has won with Chris Froome. What's the impression of Froome and Team Sky within the peloton? Super, super strong. Yeah, it's, it's quite obvious that they have by far the strongest team. They have most uh, most the strongest riders. I mean, they also have a clear goal for all the riders. And for these roles, they, they just get the best riders available. And it, and it doesn't matter how much they cost. And, and therefore, they kind of really grip the peloton. And they are super strong. And, and they can do what they want. They don't need the help from other teams or give away presents or anything like that. So they can get help later so I mean at times in the in the bunch it's uh, shooters uh, they, they are really racing um, you know and, and trying to take everything they can but uh, but yeah in the end they they have the opportunity and the possibility to do so and, uh, and I'm pretty sure if I would be in that position I, w- I would do the same thing and Firm is the strongest rider and then they've got so many uh, good climbers to support and then the guys that are riding on the flat are super strong and it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, the, the the best team at the moment. How do you beat them going forward? <laughs> it's 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 pretty difficult. I mean, they already signed all the big uh, the big names or the big upcoming riders. I think the best three under twenty three riders. Um, uh, when you look at their performances this year, have all been signed by uh, by Team Sky. So. Looking forward, it's going to be uh, pretty difficult to uh, to beat him, um, to, to beat the team. But, you know, um, if, if you can try to attack them like Alberto did, who knows? Uh, a few times he managed to take a little bit of time out of them. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, just need to uh, need to hope maybe for an off day of one of those guys. I'm, I'm kind of afraid it's, it's gone that far that if, if, if all the riders stay healthy and don't crash on that team, it's only near impossible to beat them. And lastly, we've said before, you yourself personally have had a massive season. You've well and truly earned a beer, but you can't take your foot off the gas before you come back to Melbourne. The World Championships are a goal for you with the Netherlands? Yes, absolutely. Um, I first do the team time trial as well. So uh, it's only a few days at home now before I leave for Bergen. Um, then after the team time trial, I'll, I'll go back home and then fly back over with the national team to uh, to go to Bergen, and, and it's definitely a big goal. I'm I'm really honoured to uh, have been selected for the Netherlands again. I think we've got a really really strong team, a uh, team with uh, uh, riders that are all capable of attacking very deep into the final. So um, 
I'm looking forward to uh, being the road captain on that team as well and, and uh, make a plan and try uh, to, uh, to help uh, the, the Orange guys win the, win the World Championship. Well, best of luck. We'll, of course, be watching because Australia's got a, t- a title, hopefully, in, in Michael Matthews. Who, if you had to speculate a, a podium, who would, you, who would you put up there on the course in Norway? I think it's, um, I think it's going to be really difficult, actually, to beat Sagan again. Um, it's, uh, he may not have the strongest team behind him, but he's the strongest rider he's shown uh, all season and uh, also in the last few races. So um, I'm definitely putting Sagan on the podium and I would say um, Michael Matthews, he, he is also really good. He has a, has a great season, a uh, strong team behind him that are 100% uh, working for him. And I think that's a, that's a big help for him. And, and they, they all, uh, should be able to get him on the podium too. And um, well, let's, uh, let's say then that we've got a, a Dutch uh, rider who gets up there as well, and um, uh, who other than Tom Dumoulin. Con, always a pleasure to speak with you. Best of luck at the World Championships, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much.